Doesn't do that again? I mean, it does. It's just, woo-ha, woo-ha. I got you walled in check. Is that, that's Buster, right? Oh, yeah. You know what I know woo-ha from? What? Do you remember, probably not, maybe, do you remember a game called Zombies Ate My Neighbors? No. I didn't play games like that. That game ruled, and I would still play it to this day. And there were these little dolls that were basically a Chucky ripoff, and they would throw, like, knives or something at you, and it would always go, woo-ha, <laughs> Woo-ha. I got you walled in check. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was a reference to that. That would be pretty interesting if it were the case, if they just stole, uh, which I mean, it's not like Buster Rhymes invented woo-ha. Yeah. He didn't invent those words. Maybe he had something to do with putting them together, though. So maybe he's missing out on some royalties. Maybe Zombies Ate My Neighbors came out first and he played it and he was like, yeah, woo-ha. That's also very possible. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Couple of Critics Podcast. Yeah, yeah. I am Michelle. I am Sam. And uh, we're a couple of assholes. And what we do <laughs> is we sit around and uh, we listen to and take in each other's media and uh we chit chat about it we talk shit about it we hate each other um we belittle (laughs) each other we call each other names sometimes fists are thrown but you know what we're still here we're still married we're back don't tell the courts that fists are thrown first of all i'm not saying where fists are thrown because i don't think it's considered assault to fist someone not if it's yeah if it's their choice yeah i mean it's a pleasurable time i guess i guess it's pleasurable (laughs) i can't imagine that that's the truth but if if that's what people say sure that seems like people also pretend like squirting is is not really just piss so that's fun wasn't there a study that it was mostly comprised of piss and then there was like a tiny bit of actual female ejaculate yeah there's female i mean female ejaculate is a real thing for sure, but like, it's piss. It it's is piss. piss. It's and I've always thought, like, do you have to put a tarp down or some plastic? I'm By sure. By the way, everyone do. has figured out that you don't squirt. <laughs> no, that means Sam's not doing something right because I am not peeing all over where we sleep at night. God, you remember when my cousin asked you if you were a squirter at the Christmas dinner table? Of course I did, and then he almost passed out in his food. It yeah. was a good time. That's my family, everyone. <laughs> well, one member of my family. Yeah, his brother died. Yes, <laughs> because he took it even further than that. Uh, so don't do uh don't do crazy hard drugs guys that's nuts squirt talk within three minutes and 20 seconds (laughs) i get well yeah but i mean we talk about pee and poop all the time and all squirting is is just pissing what if there was a a form of that that involved poop like yeah man i made her diarrhea all over last night a cleveland steamer it is a thing (laughs) Yeah, but I mean like people poop on people. Yeah, but not people that. pooping on people. Like if you were, if you were nailing the ass so good that like I, diarrhea shot out, and that was like a point of pride. I, I don't think that that's a thing because diarrhea is based on how much like <laughs> liquid is in your system and like 
how your body breaks down <laughs> what's inside of it. So I don't think there's a way to like, unless you're just like pissing in someone's asshole and then it like mixes together and turns into diarrhea and then shoots out. Oh God. I, I like that. I actually, I'm a big fan there. of that. Let's do that. I want you to, I want you to rail me in the ass real good. I want you to pee in there while you're inside well, it. I got to get a softy to pee first. So I'm going to have to insert, then watch like baseball. Or you can look just at a insert, picture of my grandma. We'll turn the light on. You'll get soft. <laughs> <laughs> you can pee. <laughs> and then uh, we'll make diarrhea inside Michelle's beehole. Oh my god. And then you'll lay down, or maybe just when you pull out, and then it just projectile shoots back at you. <laughs> I can't believe this talk is happening. You know on this what episode. though? You know what though? <laughs> There's always a cat in bed with us. So there would be a cat involved because it's not like we don't make the cats or the dogs leave the room. We only have one dog. We don't make the animals leave the room. We fuck in front of the animals. We make them watch. Isn't that weird? (laughs) We've talked about this. This I think that's weird. What, to make them stay? Well, I mean... Yeah, absolutely. Especially when it's like, all right, let's go to bed and you're going to fuck a lady and you want your pet to be in there with you. That's so weird. Um, but no, I've always been a huge advocate of getting animals far away and closing the door. Yeah. I don't need to look over and see Clarence looking at me like, what are you doing? They do. That's the thing. (laughs) Animals watch. They're like, what are these fucking weirdos doing? Things smell different now. They're acting weird. They're making weird sounds. Sex is weird from the animals. That's what they told me. They're like, when humans have sex, it's weird. It's weird. My, you don't have a barbed penis that doesn't let the female go. That's the, that's what the cat says. Uh, yeah, but I look like I enjoy it just as much. <laughs> <laughs> I have a little information for the woo-ha. Oh, okay. I didn't know where that was coming. I, as soon as I We're said, going? I wonder which one comes first, which came out first. Oh, woo-ha. Woo-ha. I, I Got was, you all in check. I was way on body excretion. Yeah. Featuring ODB, old dirty bastard himself. R.I.P. Came out in 1996. Zombies Ate My Neighbors came out in 1993. Oh, yeah. Woo-ha. So I'm going to say that Busta was playing some Zombies Ate My Neighbors and was like, yeah, I like that. Woo-ha. He definitely was probably sitting around playing video games at some point. Fuck yeah. Wearing those cool clothes. He used to dress cool in the early days of his career. He still does dress cool now. It's just that his muscles bust out of the seams. He just dresses like a guy. Seems when you get older, no matter what genre of music you made, the uh, guys tend to lean towards more like not I don't want to say suits, but like nicer, uh-huh. more adult clothes. Instead of wearing like Cisco outfits and stuff, like what chrome hair. Well, I, I'm more so thinking that he would wear like leather pants and a leather jacket and no shirt. <laughs> that reminds me of this time when a certain kid we know in high school he's older than us he he wore leather pants to school one time oh, yeah. and, and my mom saw it like because he was doing something for drama and she was there for some reason uh-huh. and she saw him in the leather pants and she was like oh yeah he's not always starred for attention <laughs> and he was always starred oh for yeah attention. i know who it is too yeah oh of course BR? we've had this conversation that motherfucker did everything he could to get his face out there Were those the initials br 
Oh yeah, he, he was, was on a commercial. Fuck. Brr. He was well, in a then it worked for him. His charisma got him in a commercial. Goddamn right. Good for you, Burr. <laughs> Burr. All right, so we listened to an album, and uh, I went with a greatest hits album. I'm I'm sure that this isn't as I I feel I do feel a little weird with bringing a greatest hits album up because I've done it more than once now okay because it's not really delving into an album itself in the way that it was meant to do yeah but because i listen to singles so much and just make playlists of singles i am susceptible more so to listening to just like a greatest hits sort of uh like arrangement or compilation or something like that um, but when your brother lived with us back in the day for about six months, he went to Goodwill and went uh, through the vinyl records that they had. Yeah. And he got Donovan's greatest hits for me. Which is what we're doing. And so we are listening to and reviewing and talking about and chit-chatting over Donovan's greatest hits. Plus, plus I'd like to say that if that's what you listen to a lot, Mm-hmm. And not you'd almost be forcing yourself to pick an album. That is actually one. Well, that's what I tried to do. I didn't listen to them, but I looked through them, and I was like, I don't know enough songs on it that I feel like I would even know which one would be the right one to pick. Yeah. Unless I listened to all of them mm-hmm. to figure it out, and perhaps I should have done that. I think this is fine because it's something. It's not like you just went. I'm going to choose Donovan, and I'm just going to do the greatest hits. You listened. To this album, right? Yeah, like, I, this I, is what you know. I still own this. Yeah, it would what be, your brother gave me. It would be me, like so. me giving you Pantera's Live 101. That's like a form of a greatest hits because it's their live concert. But I legitimately listened to it a lot, so it's it's another album to me, and this mm-hmm. I think is another album to you. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's just fine. I just don't listen to a lot of greatest hits myself, so I never no, give you any your album. Yeah, I'm very. You're an album man. Most yeah, for the most part, I can't even think of a greatest hits album I've ever really. You did provide on your first. It was our second episode that collection two of Misfits. Oh, so that would be technically one. But that was the only time that you have ever done something like that. And that furthers my point. I listened to that a lot. It's not like I was like I just want to give Michelle the best of the best so Mm -hmm. that she might. Not hate it so much. It's like when Bob was going to do the Neil Young thing and he wanted to make a playlist. A playlist. Yeah. I'm like, that's not how that works. Now, if he had listened to a greatest hits a lot and it actually meant something to him, then that would have been acceptable. And I mean, granted, we did do a playlist episode for our 50th episode, but that's that was special. more specific. <laughs> that's not just like, I made a playlist, you guys listen to these songs, which, like, I get it. It's kind of your greatest hits or your best of, yeah. but. It's not like a thing that's out there. Yeah, and I'm not listening to a full Fine Young Cannibals album. <laughs> that's a shame. That's a that's, that's a why huge I chose shame. that one. <laughs> that's a huge shame. All right, well, let's get into the first track. Let's one do thing it. that I hadn't noticed until today was that for whatever reason, Google Play, which is again what we use. Um, thanks, Google. No thanks to Google because you, for whatever reason, omitted two tracks from this and I didn't realize it because I didn't look it up and I I take the 
album and I add it to a podcast playlist so I can maybe add like covers and things like that. Um, but I, so when that happens, it, it takes out the number succession. So I didn't get to see that it went track one, track three, track five. So there are two songs that we will actually be listening to that I am going to play cool. them during the podcast. Cool. So we're the live reaction on that one. But those will be more so like, I mean, I'm very familiar with these songs. I believe that you have heard these songs. Okay. Uh, so probably I'd heard a lot of these already. So I've always, I've listened to Donovan around you yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. That was one of the few things that I wasn't embarrassed to listen to with you like that and Michael Jackson. And there you knew I liked MJ. <laughs> I, yeah. So there have been uh, different things along the way that I know, I know that Donovan is like intensely fucking psychedelic, mellow rock. I'm very aware that like, this is, this might be painful for some people. Uh, I fucking love Donovan. I don't know what it is. I'm not some like wannabe hippie or anything. I've just always liked to style. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and get into probably the epitome of his style. Let's listen to Mellow Yellow. A song that everybody probably knows. And this was a number two hit. Oh, this really? This only made it to number two, and it it was Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys and something else that were like trading spaces at uh, first and third place, I guess. And Donovan was never able to get above two, number two. But this was a huge hit for him. This used to be in the MySpace days. This was m- most of the time the song that you would hear when you would go to my page as well as get about 48 little gif animations you know i just took two hours for the page to load the whole point of myspace (laughs) was to be like this is who i am and this is what i like so it was important to me to get bart simpson mooning you i wanted michael jackson dancing from the smooth criminal video (laughs) i wanted beavis and butthead dancing did i say mooning and then dancing uh, Bart was mooning. Bart was mooning. Okay. He was some butthead dancing. It was the B that threw me were off they, in my head that I was afraid the I spanking and the punching and kicking. It was something like that. And I believe it was something like that. Dancing. So there were multiple little things that I don't know. I just wanted. And the internet was slower then, so it took longer to load. Imagine MySpace now. It probably load a lot faster. It would load faster. And Didn't Justin Timberlake like buy MySpace and tried to bring it back? He did. <laughs> and it didn't, didn't work. work. <laughs> no, no. Because they were going to try and make it more like music-based. Yeah. Like media. And it just didn't yeah, work. I had a much better time promoting my music on MySpace than I ever have on Facebook. I think mostly because MySpace didn't have an algorithm to be like, well, they're probably not interested, so we're just not going to show it to them. I really feel like MySpace encouraged creativity because it forced you to, like, I didn't know anything about, like, HTML coding and shit. I had to, like, look up things and figure out stuff on my own just to design my own page. Like, there weren't necessarily things that there weren't tutorials that walked you through everything like there would be now yeah you just had to like figure it out and ask people yeah. and then try it and see if it worked uh-huh and then go ah fuck it didn't work maybe i gotta delete this mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway i want to talk about this song real quick since that's why, that's why we're here <laughs> uh we have talked about it we were talking yeah, about I was myspace just, I was just fucking and how this represented me for a long yeah, time you and I have talked about this when he says 
supposedly, they call me Mellow Yellow, quite rightly. Yes. It has never sounded like that to me. It sounds like there's an S in it. Quite right slick or something. Yeah, yeah. My mom said she thought it was quite right slick, right? Yeah, because we talked about this years ago. But it's not, because when you listen to it, quite right slick. Quite, he's, he's Scottish. That's might be a part of it. And it sounds like he's doing like a double on it, so it's two of his voices, which yeah, if they're not perfectly weird. synced up, it can add extra syllables. Saffron. But you told me something about this that I would like you to say. Oh, supposedly Paul McCartney does oh, this at is least not one of the quite rightlies. What were you talking about? Jesus. Oh, oh, that he just... I was like, why did you... The reason he wrote the lyrics Write this song, song, yeah. I just wanted to write a song that included a lot of groovy lyrics. And God damn it, if that's not the truth about this. Because it's like electrical banana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Donovan is the template for psychedelic lyric writing like with all the colors that he brings up oh. and just words he chooses like we've got purple meatloaf and teacups wasn't he i could be wrong about this if you feel like looking this up that would be great i believe donovan was the very first musician to be arrested for possession of like marijuana or something i know he like was that. arrested for possession of marijuana but i feel like he, I feel like it happened before Paul McCartney because I know when Paul went through it, it Paul was got like, busted? yeah, it was back in the day. It was a big deal, but <laughs> like, I believe, like know it. I believe like that Donovan, and if, if you could confirm or deny this, I'm on it right now. If he was like the first rock musician back in the day or like I, something about him getting arrested for weed possession, I believe I will figure it out. Nothing has come up yet. Uh, no, it's giving me all these other guys that just happen to have Donovan in their name. Well, and, that's uh, dumb. What, what was his full name? Do you know? I, uh, I don't. Right, I'll work I can on it. Figure we can, we can that move on. How, his real name is Donovan. <laughs> that's, all, <laughs> that's all it's giving me. It's not telling me that there's anything more to his name. I'll get on it. We can we can move on. I'll do silent research in the background. It better. I know for a fact he did get arrested. Be for pot. super quiet. Um, I just I feel like he was the first or one of the first ones who went through it. So we're actually going to listen to a cover of this. And this is one I hadn't heard on the greatest hits, right? No, this is a, oh, cover, a cover of oh, Mellow sorry, Yellow. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This is Big Maybell. Big Maybell. Yes. I like it. I like it. At least her name. Donovan Leach is his name. What? I actually really dig this. I like the guy's voice. It's a woman. It's Big Maybell. She's oh, a lady. Yeah. Whoa. I love Big Maybell's face. <laughs> Still psychedelic, too. It doesn't have as much going on with the music. It's just very simple musically, more so than it was the Donovan version. But she definitely puts her <laughs> own total fucking attitude and yeah, style like into 14. it. That's right. What's she saying? She's just saying that's right. Huh. She was like, I don't know what he's saying either, so we'll just say whatever I want. 
I'm just mad about saffron. I like the tubas and shit in it too. I really like when she says, I'm just mad about saffron. It's pretty short, so that's why I'm still playing it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I'm probably going to play most of it because I enjoy it. This song is short in general, too, right? Yeah. She said quite rightly. She whispered quite rightly. That's what I heard while I was talking. I'm just mad about saffron. Anything over there? Still working on it. Donovan Leach, he said? Yes. Donovan Phillips Leach. I'm just mad about saffron. Saffron. All right, okay, Big Maybell. In Mabel. mid-1966, Donovan became the first British pop star to be arrested for possession of cannabis. Okay. I knew that there was something. It was first something arrested for weed. Donovan. Yeah. Donovan. Yeah, I mean, listen, guy, you know he smoked pot. Look at his face. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he, everything about him just seemed like that guy with a, a crowd of people around him, a group of friends, a groovy friends sitting underneath the fucking shade of a tree, uh, hanging out. He's strumming his guitar. It people also, are laying in each other's laps, having a good time, <laughs> putting flowers in each other's hair. Yeah, right. And, and people's guns. Hmm. <laughs> It also says here, while traveling to the U.S., I don't know when this was, but while traveling to the U.S. for the Newport Folk Fest, uh, a customs officer found a pot seed in his coat pocket. The officer let him go when he explained he'd swapped for the jacket and supposed the seed belonged to its former oni, owner. Oni. And uh, as he was walking away, the officer bragged, I'm the guy who busts Ray Charles. When he needs busting, they call me. So I guess... There's a time when they were like, eh, Ray Charles is getting a little too crazy. Wow. Let's get him arrested. Jeez. So not the first rock star to get arrested for a pot, but the first British pop star. Well, Ray Charles was into heroin. Yes. And it also said that Donovan enjoyed a little bit of LSD, a little bit of LSD and a little bit of cocaine from time to time. That makes sense to me. Yeah, right? All right, let's listen to the... F- He's not the only one. <laughs> We're going to listen to Colors, which was omitted for whatever reason. So this is the first let's track. See if I know this song. And of course, it's called Colors. Colors. Is that how it's spelled? Mm-hmm. With an a U? Correct. Yellow is the color loves here Oh, the yeah, I've heard this song. When we rise this reminds me of a Bob Dylan song. When we rise Did Bob Dylan ever do this song? That's the time I don't think so That's the time I'm familiar with a different version And I could not find it Yeah, that's kind of why I asked about the Bob Dylan thing Because I thought It sounds different, but it's recognizable I believe that the version I'm familiar with Is the one that is on the album But for some reason it's not available on Google Play And I have no reason why or no understanding why because there should be another voice first of all it should be slowed down just a little bit and there should be a woman doing like echoing vocals and that's what you were just doing yeah right now it would be harmonied I'm gonna take a guess that the reason these songs were omitted is because they were on a different record company and when it came to digital release they were probably like no we're not giving permission for that there's an album that has both of these omitted songs on it it's so weird. 
It's just that it's not included on the greatest hits, and it might be but not the some- version you know, right? What do you mean? You said it. It's on an album. It's obviously how you got this version. But is the version you're used to? Is the one digital. that is original? No, not that I can find. So they probably some company probably owns that version. Uh huh. That makes sense. And was like, ah, you're not putting it on there, which is dumb. I agree. At this point in the game, there's no reason to not release your music digitally. All of it. I mean, you can hold out and try and be like. No, we want them to buy the album, but it's just not going to fucking happen, man. It's not the time for that anymore. No. Uh, music is just not a cash cow like it used to be. No. And, uh... It's merch, man. You got to sell merch and hit the road. And you, the most important thing is getting your your thing out there. I mean, you, you made this art. You want people to see the art. If all you want is money for it, then you're maybe need to look into something that actually makes you happy not something that you're just doing for a buck and the real problem is is that these companies don't pay enough they make a shit ton like streaming services they make a shit ton of money and it's widely known that they don't pay enough out yeah and i agree that they should pay more but to not release it digitally just because you're not getting as much as you want especially that old of a song mm-hmm. I mean, just just do it man this greatest hits which i didn't say this compilation of songs came out it was released in 1969 so really these yeah these songs most of them were recorded between like 67 i think maybe 66 hmm. and 68 so he was on a roll mm-hmm he was on a Donovan roll. Mm-hmm. Just toured a lot Ooh, and Donovan rolls. made music <laughs> and uh, released singles. And speaking of that, let's listen to the uh, next track, Hurdy Gurdy Man. I watched a live version of this when he was much older. Mm-hmm. And he was doing all the vibrato still. Like, <laughs> it sound bad. <laughs> the b- vibrato sounded great. Him missing notes did not sound great. He tried to do this lower register, and then, like midway through song, he went up to the next octave, basically. You don't. You know what a hurdy gurdy is? Yes, I actually looked it up, and I'm going to after this. I'm going to play someone playing hurdy-gurdy man on a hurdy-gurdy oh really so it's it's just an old school crank style yeah, yeah. uh instrument that it makes sense because it's i wasn't able to like identify what it is necessarily like pick it out of this song which are they playing a hurdy-gurdy in this song i'm not sure but uh, maybe they're not i don't think they are but those, those are so interesting. It's like literally just a crank machine that makes like a circle rub on strings, right? Yeah. it's it's it looks like a big thing. It's almost like an accordion and like a violin or something mixed together. It's so odd looking <laughs> with a crank. Yeah. So this song, I was probably introduced to it the first time from the movie Sleepers. My sister... She was able to identify it. I was too into the part of the movie because the part of the movie that you hear it and is when one of the kids' stepdads 
puts him, he beats him and puts him in the fucking hospital. Mm. And his friends are there to visit and everything. So this is kind of like playing low in the background. Sleepers, obviously the second half is a little more boring, but I think it's a really good movie. It's not the same dad that does the classic line I always use. The, no. I've got enough time for everyone. For everybody. <laughs> no. Like, I, was, I almost had his name and totally forgot it. He died. He was like a famous actor who did that. I've got enough time for everybody. That's a good movie. Has lots of big name people in it. You know, I can truly say that. I've done enough time for everybody that's in this house. <laughs> I don't know. I think Clarence could handle some time behind bars. She's been behind bars. She actually has multiple times. <laughs> I was not. I did not feel like a good dog owner that day when I had to go get her out of the. I wasn't even thinking about you. I was thinking about all the times before she was our dog. Oh, I was thinking of when she got out on me. And I had to wait till the next day for the guy to take me and get her out of the cage. The things, by the way, I feel like we could spend half of an episode alone on this song and like all of the covers and everything that comes yeah. along with it. There's a lot that I want to kind of, I don't have a lot of information necessarily aside from um, that it made it to number five. So it was a popular enough song. Um, spooky song, if you ask me. I think so. But let's listen to Hurdy Gurdy Man on a Hurdy Gurdy. Let's do it. That song's always giving me a creepy vibe. Okay. Like a ghostly vibe. Have you listened to this? Yeah. Does it sound I like I listened to this Gurky? whole thing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Is it a video? Okay. It just has a photo. <laughs> sounds like a bagpipe almost. It does. Sounds very Scottish. It sounds very Scottish, yeah. It's not enjoyable to listen to. <laughs> well, I would painful to my ears. <laughs> say it is... Well, I can kind of fade that out. To me, it's better than a version that you and I have heard. And it is oh. on an album that I actually do enjoy. It is... Uh, it's... I believe it's on the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. Really? But huh. the Butthole Surfers oh. did a cover. I don't know if you remember hearing this. I heard it for the first time. I believe you were with me. And my jaw dropped. And I was. I felt it was a disgrace. So let's listen to just a little <laughs> bit. And you will understand why. I do not like it. Oh, wait. Maybe I should turn it up a little more. Um, <clears throat> and I don't hate the Butthole Surfers. I just really don't like this. It's an abomination. Oh, do you I remember already, this? I already recognize it. It's this is harder to listen to than the actual hurdy gurdy for me. They're putting like actual vibrato tremolo effect on his it voice. It sounds He's like it's rushing and it. like no, I think I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't like that they're Donovan does the vibrato thing, tremolo, whatever you want to call it. I would, yeah. He does it with his voice. And That's why it's interesting. You don't need to put yes. the effect on there. I agree. It's too much. 
It's fun to sing like this and it's like when I do Crimson and Clover. Which was done vocally, I believe. I don't know if that one was. Was it? I don't know. That one's pretty intense. All right, so one more. I just want to puke if I do that too much. One more cover. All right. This is by none other than, I guess, Neil from The Young Ones put out an album. Really? And he did some covers. <laughs> Look at that picture of Neil. What's it called, the album? I believe it's called Neil's Heavy Concept Album. <laughs> I like this. I don't think it's bad, honestly. This reminds me of like a pentagram version. A blue. He's not fucking around with any effects. He's just singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it sounds good. But I love the young ones, so I might have a part to do with it. I was shocked when I saw that. I was like, no shit. Because this is going to appeal to your senses, for sure. You were a fan of the young ones. I'm just... Wasn't much exposed to... Which... Which one did I say I liked more? I think I liked Bottom more. Was have, it that? Have you watched them? Mm-hmm. Did I make you? You didn't make me, but you've uh, watched them. I don't know which one you I can't remember more. which one I said you, I liked more. You would have been able to understand Bottom more, so that might... I feel like that is what it is, because I feel like when you've watched The Young Ones, I've just not been able to understand what the fuck they're saying. Yeah, they talk very fast. The jokes are very quick and, and, it, and sporadic. And then they'll go to like some weird like puppet scene that's just out of fucking nowhere. And I, I have definitely had to be in certain part. I have to be ready to take certain things on. I have not been ready multiple times for certain media and have not liked it and then revisited it later and enjoyed it because mm-hmm. I was ready for it. So maybe I just wasn't ready enough for it. But I still feel like because I've tried to do that with like British comedy. And if I can't understand what you're saying... I can't watch you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no reason. I have a feeling bottom's the one you liked more because it's it's I more feel vulgar. Like it was. It's there's a lot more not that you're a physical gag person, but there was way more physical gags. I thought it was more like violent and stuff and like yeah, walls like bursting they, through and the young ones and shit. Uh yeah, it was violent too, but But was it just dirty and grimy? It was just it was just early production. It was just you know how older even if you're even if it's American, like Older stuff is sometimes harder to understand because it's grittier. And it's worse it's, audio it's worse quality. quality and whereas Bottom was much later and it was yeah, recorded It was better, definitely later. Know? And by that point, they were much more famous. So, of course, they're going to put more money into I Bottom. I only know Rick Mayall. Uh, Adrian uh, Edmondson was R.I.P. Vivian in The Young Ones and the bald guy, Eddie, I think was his name in Bottom. But I got to say this because it's been in my head ever since you brought up Dumb and Dumber. Ten feet of butt crack. That's all I could see. See, and the whole time, I always thought it was just a little butt crack. was all I could see. And I always thought that that was the best line ever. And I always thought it was, stick it up a butt crack. That's all I could say. And then I put it on caption one day, and it was, ten feet of butt crack. 
ridiculous. But no matter what, it was always hilarious. I have considered having us listen to the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack because I own it and I've listened to it many, many, many times. You know who's on the uh, Dumb and Dumber soundtrack? I do. Because I thought that it was Butthole Surfers for some dumb reason. It's fucking Green Jello, baby. It's Green baby. Jello what and the Butthole the Surfers song? are there. It's the bear song. Okay, yeah. The bear went over the mountain to see yeah. what he could see. Hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> that was my first exposure to Green Jello. Green Jello was that song. Mine was definitely Three Little Pigs because I remember the video. And that video when you're a kid, especially if you're into weird stuff, that video, like kids still today, mm-hmm. watch that video. Well, let me go ahead and play uh, the next song that was taken out of this, which is Catch the Wind. Okay, does it go like this? Ten feet of butt crack. Nope, it actually goes like I need to turn this back up so it makes <laughs> sense. You would know this song from me, I would. I think. I think I already recognize it yeah. just from the guitar picking. He has an album called Catch the Wind. Yeah, I know this song. And honestly, I'm not super upset that Colors wasn't included. I mean, it wasn't either. I, I'm. <laughs> I wish that the version that I'm familiar with was on it, but I just forgot that it was on it because I haven't listened to this in a while. So I wasn't triggered that like something's missing when i would listen to it but i i do like this song like i get that this is like a hippie dippy whatever it's not really hippie dippy but it's like a folk song it's super like hippie folk a guy just sitting there just singing with his guitar that's all it is that's literally all that's happening it's just a voice and a guitar there's a bass in there is there well there's i mean okay but I mean, there's not a percussionist, which is no. something that you would typically get. There are no keyboards, there are no horns, it's nothing. It it's so just folk. So it makes it very folk. It's very plain, but I really like this song. I until we started recording this, and you played the two songs now that we didn't listen to in, the, mm-hmm. in preparing for this. I did not I didn't realize how much he sounds like Bob Dylan to me. Not necessarily the vocal tone, just the way the, the style. song is written. I can hear Bob Dylan doing both colors and this song, and I, it not being a stretch. I agree. And the, the, the thing that Bob Dylan used to put a voice on more than what he actually had naturally, because when yeah. he would sing like country music, like, his voice is totally fucking different. Huh. He lays on like a character voice almost. Maybe. There, maybe he was influenced by Donovan a little maybe. bit. Maybe because he definitely leaned into that style, and Donovan isn't faking anything. That's just That's how just he fucking how sounds. sounds. Yeah. I also think there's a lot of artists out there who can sing better in a changed voice. Like for some reason, if I do a goofy voice, I can hit notes easier. And I, the same with me. Yeah. Like I can be like. And it's just easier. And then when I'm actually trying to like do it with my real voice, it's almost like I overthink it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm not being goofy in quotations. Yeah. So then I'm like trying to be serious and it doesn't come out right. But then if I don't give a fuck and I'm doing some weird voice, I don't care. So then all of a sudden it's there. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't I do that when I'm singing normal? <laughs> but it's because I don't have proper breath control. Beth control. Can't keep that bitch in in line. No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) You mentioned your sister, and she pointed out Hurdy Gurdy Man. Was she a Donovan fan? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't think so specifically, but there was something because she owned the movie and loved the movie Sleepers. And I don't I it may have been from the movie that she liked it, but she would like sing it. And I I, for me, I never even noticed that there was I hardly even noticed that there was a song because I was just so into the fact that like this big man beat up this tiny boy. Yeah. And I was just so like in the emotion of the part of the movie that like it just didn't register as like a song to really pay attention to. Plus, it was so like low and it's like a low, quiet song anyway. It's a good mood song to make it like double edged, Mm -hmm. you know, so because he's obviously he's probably not saying that this is a way to love somebody, but I'm sure the character was driven to beat the shit out of him because he did love him and now he fucked up. Maybe he was a stepdad, though. I think he was just mean. Yeah, that might be true. I think he was just like a mean drunk. Yeah. And the the boy just was the unfortunate person who dealt with it. Yeah. Everyone has right. their own fucked up story. All the right. boys deal with their own fucked up shit in it. You know what the most emotional part of that movie was for me? When Kevin Bacon pulls his pants down and he goes, suck it. <laughs> and makes <laughs> well, Brad Renfro suck that his was dick. the second most emotional part for me. It's when all those hot dogs got lost when they pushed the heart, hot dog cart down. Not when the guy died, but when all the hot dogs died. He didn't die. Oh, that's right. He didn't he die. die. But they lose all those hot dogs, and those hot dogs could have been eaten. Uh, I bet you still could have eaten them. <laughs> all those hot dogs could have been eaten, <laughs> and not put any condiments on them, and just ate them with a bun, dry. Instead of eating the guards' <laughs> dicks, they could have just eaten the hot dogs. Yeah. All right. Let's go on to the next God, song. That movie's horrendous. Not in a. No, it's, it's a, not a bad movie. The I'm movie saying. is about boys being sent to a boys' home for doing something stupid, and then the guards rape them. Yeah, that and, part is like, oh fuck. And then they they deal with all of this physical and sexual abuse, and then later as adults, they see Kevin Bacon, who was a guard who was like the worst, and they see him eating at a restaurant, and two of the guys brutally fucking murder him, and then <laughs> the two because it's four childhood friends. And then they're kind of estranged. Like two of them are still friends as adults, but they're not really like as close. And then they get involved as lawyers and they help represent they both sides. To and... get them off, right? Yeah. And, and then it, they it's... conspired to get Kevin Bacon off. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, it's Brad Pitt. It has fucking Dustin Hoffman, Robert De Niro, fucking Bobby. Uh, he his name is Father Bobby. Father Bobby. Uh, Jason Patrick. Loads of fucking people. You know, in the book, Billy Crudup. In the book, they didn't. It would have been hard to translate in the movie, but when they shoot Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. and those two are part of a gang, they're like gang affiliated. Okay. Uh, in the book, they shoot him in a certain style. It's like when these gang members kill somebody, mm-hmm. the way of leaving their mark is they like shoot the shoulder first and the other shoulder. I don't know the order of things. Well, they they was kind of like that yeah, the way they did like that, that, but, but they, they didn't don't explain like make it. it a point. But uh-huh. in the book, it's like a known thing. That like this is the way it's done, which was another angle of why they n- had good evidence that these guys did. You read the had book? Done it? I didn't read the book. I can't remember who told me this. They had read the book, and I'm gonna say it was Kent's baby's mama. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure she was the one who read the book and told us about that. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, let's listen to the next song and not just talk about the movie Sleepers a whole bunch. Oh, fuck, this isn't the Sleepers podcast. <laughs> it sure isn't. <laughs> uh, let's listen to Lelena. When the sun As he brings us down for the first time. And I don't mean in a sad way, but 
He definitely brings That's the time. He brings the mood down you and just I mean to like relaxes. That's your He's very la soft. La He's la la It's very soothing. Yeah. Like can blame ya. It's like almost like baby music. Loves that vibrato. He definitely leans into it. This song only made it to number 33 on the U.S. charts. Charts. Um, he made it number one in other countries and stuff. It's just that in the U.S. It's a little too sappy. Well, the, I mean, U.S. charts. I just mean his songs in general, not this song. I don't. Oh. I'm not oh. sure what this song specifically placed in others country, other countries. Other oh, countries, okay. but yeah, but it is. But I. I don't know. It has to be on like a contemporary chart. I definitely would have rather had like Catch the Wind though. So far, that's your lot in life. I've thoroughly enjoyed doing that all week though. <laughs> You've that's, been doing that all week. That's your lot in life. So the names he chooses throughout this whole greatest hits are very. I would say through his whole career, uncommon names. For me, do you think they're more Jennifer. common names in Scotland? Maybe. Which was a terrible Scottish accent. Because just then. he had like he had a song called like Josie. He had uh, God, it was P based. I can't remember like P words. Petunia. No, I can't remember. But I don't think it's that crazy. I think they just sound like hippie names back in the day. Well, I just wonder. If Lelania is a more common name in Scotland. I don't know. Whereas, like, here they would have chosen, like, Mary. That's your lot in life, Lelania. Susan. Or Juanetta. <laughs> he does say Juanita at one yeah, point. he does. Do you know my mom was so excited because she heard her name, Juanetta, in a, uh, a show? Somebody's name in the show was Juanetta, and she was like, Oh, my God, I heard my name for, like, the first time ever. Wow. Is yeah. what... Because Winetta isn't. It's not very common. I've only known one Winetta in my entire life. Me and it's my too. mom. Does it stem from like Juanita? I do not know. In my mind, it did stem from Juanita, and my grandma didn't know how to spell it or pronounce it. God, I wonder how many times in history that has happened. <laughs> and since I deal with uh, people's information and like their names and stuff, and I see stuff, and I don't know if it's a choice or if it's because they live like. In certain areas. Just Did you also know my mom does not have a middle name? Yes, I'm aware. I find that very odd. I, I, yeah. I don't think I know anyone else who doesn't have a middle name. I've seen it on accounts that that I deal with, and yeah. but it'll it sometimes it'll be NMI, no middle initial. Oh, that's okay. So that is <clears throat> my job has taught me a lot about abbreviations and things that are used in the world that I didn't know about. <laughs> so when you fill out online applications and stuff like that, I assume middle name is never a required field. No. Okay. But I think that when you're if you're dealing with like a social security office or something that's more dealing with your identification, uh, that would like help identify you. I would think. Yeah, for sure. Which is why people would do it. But I guess since your mom's name is so uncommon that it, she didn't need a middle. She's just Juanetta. That's, yeah. that's just who she is. She's like Cher. <laughs> yeah. your, your mother is like Cher. She's like, do you believe that I love you so? <laughs> God damn it. You know what's weird though? 
is now that I'm thinking of both her maiden name and her current name. And how they're both fucking weird. Uh, yeah, they are weird. All of her names have been weird. But it's almost life. like her first name, to me, has always felt very classy and like upscale. I think it sounds like you, an old woman. And then you add... Oh, what netta? Then you add the last name, and it's like, it just ruins the first name. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Isert's not a great last name. No, and nobody ever says it right either. Because I, I pronounce it with a Z, but is that what you mean? I think it should be pronounced with a Z, yeah, because it's German, so it should be Isert. It shouldn't be Isert. I can't stand when people say it. My band teacher would always be like... And percussion, Sam Isert. Well, just like, I've always said Gibson, which is my maiden name. I pronounce it with a P and always have. And it is Gibson? clearly Gibson. You say it like that, too. I Most people pronounce Gib- it Gibson because it just with comes out. It just comes out. Gibson. I think it just sounds. Gibson. When you say it quickly. Gibson. It sounds more like a P than Gibson unless that. you slow it down. Gibson. Gibson. Hello, goodbye. Let's listen to the. <laughs> so um, <long. laughs> let's listen to a cover of Lelania by Deep Purple. Really? We're not gonna get into too There's many. Be a lot of organ on this one. We're not gonna get into too many covers. I'm, I kind of did it a little more in the beginning, but I don't want to have too many covers because I don't want to like take away from what it is and kind of yeah. turn it into a mockery or anything. But I do, I did want to get some like but if Deep different doing styles. It, I want to hear it. I thought that this, yeah, would be worth checking out. Because there's, uh, I love the Deep Purple album, Machine Head. When the sun Deep Purple is one of those bands who have done very different sounding songs. Yes. You raise your does, it, does it get any more lively or does it stick with this? That's the song, the song never gets lively. Well, I didn't know if they were trying to take it that way. I'll just fast forward. It almost sounds lounge singer esque. Yeah. No, this is really drony. Ooh. Huh. What if they ever did it live? Yeah, see, this is not. This is. This is not the Deep Purple Weird. I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, the, this is when Deep Purple totally goes on the opposite end of the spectrum, and it's like, what are you doing? Let's go on to the next song. This is, I'm, I don't really know how to say this, a, a pistol to Dippy? What? I don't know any of the names of the songs. A pistol to Dippy. To Dippy? E-P-I-S-T-L-E. I can't, take, I can't understand when people spell things to me. A pistol to Dippy. I'll accept it. This was recorded in Abbey Road Studios. Ah, well, he was friends with the Beatles. Yeah, now we get he enjoyed the Beatles. Up tempo. I love this style of Donovan. Yeah, I love his more upbeat Me too. stuff. Me too. I'm sure you do. Because when he... When he takes it down, he usually takes it way down. I genuinely enjoy like this sound. It's very happy sounding. It definitely captures a sound of the time. People do not make music that sounds like this anymore. No, unless they're trying to make a period piece. <laughs> this is, when I said earlier that he's the template for like hippy dippy music. For sure. This is what I think of. 
think when he says that, crystal spectacles. Oh, yeah, that's hippie. <laughs> Love it. I can see you had your fun. It's a really raw guitar sound at the same time. Yeah, I like it. It doesn't sound clean, which is really interesting. He did always have kind of more of a raw sound. Like, his songs never sounded super polished. Let's see. Which I like. You're pronouncing it right, Epistle. And it's a poem or other literary work in the form of a letter or series of letters. So this is just to someone named Dippy? I guess. That's the fucking hippiest thing I've heard so far. Hippie Dippy. <laughs> that might have come out of him saying, making this song. Yeah. That term. He's so. getting ready to start with some pronunciation things that I like. Such a tiny speculating whether to play a hip hop. Skip along quite merrily. Merrily. <laughs> I love when he rolls his tongue and throws his. Elevator in the brain hotel. Just brain. I love when he does that. Rolling R's. Or just puts his tongue in there a little thicker. Yeah. You know who I love that rolls his R's? Hell. Odorous Urungus from Guar. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Mark Anthony or some shit. No. You're gonna, Mark Anthony. I thought you were going to be... Gonna just pick some like Latin sensation. No. <laughs> no. Odorous. In fact, when I recorded that Ralph demo thing, the... What did I even call it? <laughs> something about stupidity. I don't remember. It was something, in not like reveling in stupidity, no. but it was something like... I can't remember the name of my own fucking release. Makes sense. Anyway, when I was recording it, I was rolling my R's a lot. And I didn't even realize I was doing it as much as I was doing. And then Mike Denson, who recorded it for mm -hmm. me, he was like, Hey, are you trying to roll your R's so much? What the fuck is going on? And I was like, I'm not trying to. And he's like, well, you want to stop? And I was like... <laughs> No, I don't. I like it. We're going to keep doing that. Then I think I consciously did it even fucking more. Oh, my goodness. Are you trying to get on my fucking nerves? An exercise in stupidity. Exercise in stupidity. It was a bit, it was off of an exercise in futility. Hmm. But stupidity. I said something about reveling in stupidity. I wasn't far off. No, not far off. All right. Let's listen to another track, Sunshine Superman. This is his only number one single that he's ever had really? in the U.S. Definitely know this song before you or... Even knowing the name Donovan. Mm -hmm. Do you remember our wedding party? Yes. When we were playing music and we both had like our own choices and Donovan came on and Bob was just like leaning against the car. And it was like late at night and Bob was still drinking too. Yeah. So he was drunk and he was just leaning up against like a truck on the ground and Donovan came on and he was like, Oh yeah, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> that was very interesting because there were some comments about how I took some of your music and added it to my iPod so we could make like a playlist for it to be like, this is stuff that each of us like and we're going to mix it together. So fucking polar opposite that it would be, it would be like Cannibal Corpse or some shit and then Donovan and then like Michael Jackson. Like it was all fucking over the place. I think I remember my songs were very few and far between because I remember being like, I don't know, 
Nobody's going to want to listen to what I want to listen. I don't want to alienate everybody. That's not true because you wanted stuff on there that you and your friends could jam out to. Because when something like that would happen, you and your friends would be like, yeah. <laughs> and you'd like Start air drum and air guitar and stuff. <laughs> I think you liked those little breaks. <laughs> That's funny. That was a good time. The only thing that sucked about that whole wedding party was how tired you and I were way too early. Because we did everything that day. Drug everything up, set everything up. I was there at 7 a.m. pulling tables and yeah. chairs up a steep hill. And then at night we had to like get the tables and chairs back in the car so my mom could take them in the morning. And Sharon had to come through because they used like they had to borrow stuff from the Mormon church. Yeah. Her parents did and like had to get them back. So it just ruined everything. It was like, okay, we need to take everything now. And it's yeah. like <laughs> okay, well, we officially don't have like anything to sit on, or okay. like no, we're all just. That might have been why Bob was sitting on the ground. We're all the just truck. standing in a field now. <laughs> and then it was like still plenty of party time, but you and I were like, no, we have to go to sleep. I remember getting a headache, and I didn't have any weed. Like you and I barely had anything, and I, so like there was. And, like, no one had any, so there was, like, no smoking, really. And, like, because I had a headache and I was so tired, I didn't drink. I may have had one drink, but I don't think I drank. I think I was just down on whiskey just to get anything. Yeah. And then we set up that tent at the very same relative I thought brought up earlier about asking you if you were a squirter made fun of us while we were trying to figure this fucking tent out. And you wanted to kill him. I wanted to break his neck because he was already, he was trying to fuck my married friend and was badgering her. Which married friend? I, ah, okay. She mouthed the name to me. Yeah, I'm not going to say that shit on here. <laughs> yeah, he's an idiot. He's awful. He's also the same relative that recently at my brother's play. Yelled things out, and a family member had to put him straight, or he was going to physically remove him in front of everyone. And I have a feeling everyone would have clapped. <laughs> He's also the relative that will see other people in public, like at the pharmacy, and very loudly speak and ask them if they want to trade pills <laughs> yeah. where everyone around can hear because he wants some of what you got. He's an idiot. He's a fucking nightmare. God. And he's not always like that. That's no. the thing. He's fried now, though. He's some, like, yeah, he, he, yeah, it sucks, because he was so nice and funny. Yeah, can be. This song is a, it's a groover. I agree, it's so good. I'm a big fan, but I'm a big fan of Donovan in general. Yeah. There's not a, well, I can't say that. Donovan, for me, is one of those people, I'm kind of answering a question earlier, like, I would never put it on, but when it's on... I'm I'm still enjoying myself. It's not just I'm tolerating this. Like, I'll sit there and be like, "Blow your little mind." <laughs> do, 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 I love do, it. Do. I lo- I love it. I think it's it's good stuff. Um, I do want to listen to one more song and then take a break. Okay. As I know, we've listened to a lot of uh, covers and things and talked a lot in the front half. And I don't know where we are time wise, but I feel like we should take a break. Close very to soon. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're gonna listen to one song and then take a break. Let's listen to "There Is a Mountain." This is a song that I think you used to oh. make fun of me about. Did I? But this, this is this song makes me think of you. A lot of Donovan songs do, but this song, for sure, and, and I, another I, song I, later. I, I think because you used to just make fun of how ridiculous the lyrics are. Yeah. 
Um, so they're so hippie. Yeah. <laughs> but it has a nice, fun sound. Like, it's very uplifting. And I agree. Like, it almost sounds like a, it's like a community sound. It's like yeah. a group of people, like, we're here together to celebrate. We're here to plant a garden. Because <laughs> you used to be like, what the fuck is he? Like, what does that mean? First, there is a mountain. Then there is no mountain. Then there is. It makes sense to me nowadays. Is it like you're on a boat and it, the mountain is like blocked by trees like first there's a mountain oh there's no mountain oh look there it is <laughs> what is happening I think that could be an angle you could take <laughs> I take it as he's literally describing evolution in a way like uh, first there's a mountain that changes talks about caterpillar changing is, to a butterfly yeah, so and evolution. just life in general you can take it as an uh, what is it an allegory is that what they're called where it's just explaining maybe even an emotional mountain. First there's a mountain, then you get over it, then there's another one, then you get over it, then there's another one. Ups and downs, ebbs and flows. Yeah, there are a lot of different angles. I've never really tried to dissect it too much. I've just been like, man, this song makes me want to move. It's a very grooving song. It's got those... Like, uh, I think they're con- bongos oh. and blocks and stuff. So it's like a very, like you said, communal mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, so like, like in a- Latin music, it makes you feel communal because it just feels that way. It almost sounds like tribal, like people just hanging out yeah. together. Like, yeah. yeah, based on like the flute, that sounded kind of almost native and like simple. It didn't sound like a, a nice, beautiful, like store-bought flute. Like it sounds like... A wooden flute that someone made. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it has a different sound. And it it almost sounds like a group jam. Like, Mm -hmm. hey guys, let's all just jam. You do whatever you want. Voices in there too. Yeah, and yeah, there's guys going like, hey, yeah, woo, rock and roll, hoochie Forest. Yeah, why does he do that? I thought that was a Detroit thing. I don't. Or a New York, Brooklyn thing. I would think almost more like. Yeah, New York or Boston. Yeah. Yeah, Foist. Foist as the mountain. Get, get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> hey, get a load of this guy over here, over there. Over there, over here. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, uh, give you guys a breather. I'm sure you need air after all of this talking that we've been just whipping past you. You just need more air. That doesn't make sense. We'll, we'll be back. Surprise! you don't need some air from all the farts I've been letting. <laughs> I've not smelled it once. Yeah, they're, they're not smelly today. Anyway, Your we'll farts back. are so mellow, Sam. <laughs> just put a little saffron. Well, as you know, if you go to the bathroom after I urinate, my yellow is not too mellow. Good boy. You have the most concentrated smelling piss I've ever smelled in my life. It stinks. It is. I have so many times had to hold my breath going into the bathroom after you've peed because it's so thick and strong. Like, if you pee, I will wait a while for the bathroom to air out before I pee, no matter how bad I have to pee, because your piss smells so bad. It's so yellow. It's so deep yellow. I will usually piss after you shit before I'll pee after you pee. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. This episode of Couple of Critics Podcast is brought to you by... Oh no, not now. My date is picking me up any minute. He's never gonna want to see me again if I can't get this under control fast. 
It sounds like you could use Glorious Gas Gulper. Need to stop air before it reaches your dairy air? Afraid your fanny fumes will ruin your plans? Keep that steam from bursting out your seam and get yourself Glorious Gas Gulper. Take one tablet when you feel gassy gut gurgles go. The quick-release technology will stop that toot before it reaches your tail. Don't let posterior vapors decide your schedule. Get Gloria's Gas Gulper today. Gloria's Gas Gulper. Gulp up that gas before it flies out your ass! Know what I mean? Touch a shop at the beach at the Shaka Khan. Shaquille O'Neal. Shot Shaquille O'Neal in the face after I shot for Shaka Khan. Shaq Fu. And then I shook a shake. And then I stepped on a snake. And then I stepped on a snake. Slither <laughs> 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 a little snake. God damn it. <laughs> Little snake. Hey guys, welcome back. Oh, to the Podcast. You guys, little snake snacks out there. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. I apologize, you guys. Uh, welcome back. Welcome. It's, I'm Michelle, and that's Sam. God damn it. Is that why you introduced yourself again just to do that? No. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it, <is>. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. All right, so uh, we are currently listening to and chit chatting about Donovan's greatest hits. Um, I think it's fair to just jump right back into this motherfucking shit. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously Donovan is super aggressive, so I'm just in that mood. I'm pumped. I'm ready to get back into this. Are you ready? Could have checked out easy, but I. They call it Mellow Yellow! (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do it again. That was so bad. Okay, let's let's, let's go hard. Jennifer Juniper. (laughs) That's why I got us all pumped up. So hippie. So I remember this. I don't think that I'm... I, I can't say I was introduced to it from the movie Election. Like, I think I heard it and it didn't register, and then I listened to Donovan and then watched the movie again and was like, oh, I know this song. Yeah. But I also love the movie Election. You should watch that. <laughs> that movie is so strange. It's great. Fuck me, Mr. Fuck me, Cal- Fill me up. Fuck me, Mr. McAllister. <laughs> this song reminds me of a Spinal Tap song. Called Cups and Cakes. Cups and Cakes. You've done that for me. Cups and Cakes. Cups and Cakes. Oh, what good things Mother makes. I wonder if that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was an inspiration. I think. I don't. I can't, it may have been this song. I didn't write it down. But someone said that they thought that this, like, perfectly. Ca- like, encaptured the era of the time. Encapsulated? I just think, yeah, Donovan just, it's that classic, super hippie sound. It seems like Donovan was a pioneer of hippie dub. Either a pioneer or he was like, I'm going to take this all the way so people who hate hippies will fucking hate me. (laughs) 
You listen to that goddamn Don of Anakin. Listen to Frank Sinatra. Please. Oh, I sing songs. I'm all blue eyes. I'm singing a song. I'm one of the greatest of all time. I'm all blue eyes. New York. People love him. I know they do. I've I've never got into it. I think he was probably more talented when he was younger because I feel like he got... He did more of like a spoken word That's what it felt like to me. type singing, but I don't think it was always like that. I think it just turned into that as he got older, and, and that's may- what I know him as. And maybe the songs we've heard are more that way, too. Maybe if you like actually listen to a full album, there are parts where it's like, no, he's really singing. But to me, you're right, Frank Sinatra is just like, what are you doing? Hey there, blue eyes, what you say? Hey, he was going over eyes. there. I feel... Like, he's a major bullshitter, and you can hear it. And um, I, the only way I would ever listen to a Frank Sinatra album is if someone made me on this podcast. <laughs> Nobody do that, please. Yeah. I mean, that would be a perfect artist to do, though, because I'm so not familiar with him. Yeah. And I already do have kind of a negative feeling going in, and yeah. I feel like... I've built that up in my head more than it probably deserves because so many people do love him. Yeah. And I would probably you know, be proven wrong in some ways, but I don't, I don't like them and I'm not going to choose to listen to old blue eyes on my own. No, just no. not my style. No, not at all. Hopefully I'm not hurting anyone's feelings. I hope I, that we are <laughs> with Frank Sinatra. You think there are a lot of Frank Sinatra fans listening oh, to a yeah. couple of critics? Tom podcasts? Jeffries loves Frank Sinatra. That makes sense. He definitely seems like the crooner type. By the way, it's just a week away, Tom. By the time you hear this, it's already happened. Yeah, by the time you hear this, we will have already seen... Evil Dead the Musical, Evil baby. Dead the Musical. Woo-hoo! And uh, Tom and Marie, Sam and myself, will be sitting in the splatter zone. So we will be splattered and splashed with fake blood. And it's going to be fun because I liked the Evil Dead movie. Woo! But I'm not familiar with like the story that much which reminds me we need to watch the second one before we go oh evil dead 2 because i don't know yeah, no problem <laughs> anything about it jesus christ that cat oliver's on one um but i figured yeah i'll go for the experience i want to go to chicago i would like to see the jeffries like i think it would just be fun to like do something that i've not done before and if i'm gonna do it i may as well go fucking all in god damn so, yeah yeah that was so exciting when I texted you about it. And you're like, yeah, I'll go. And then I was like, well. You were probably so shocked. I was like, I didn't expect you to want to go, first of all. I know. Normally, I would have probably said no. There was, it was just something in my mind that I was just like, I yeah. want to do this. New experience. Why not? And then when I was like, well, well I'm, I'm going to want to sit in the splatter zone. And then you were like, yeah, I'll go. To, I'll sit in there, too. I was just like. I think I was like, may as well just go all in. It was a very blasé response, I think. Because you would have been sitting by yourself next to someone else. Because I would have been like, well, I'm still sitting in the spider zone. And I am not going to do that. (laughs) I I am not one to, I will not go out in public on my own unless I'm like buying something and going back. (laughs) Like I'm not going to go and like have a meal by myself in a restaurant. Not true. Well, kind of. Because I'll sit at the bar at Little Charlie's. Yeah. Not regularly or anything. But oh, it's every night. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> if, if it's every night, then why am I here right now? Because uh, you're getting ready to go as the, soon as this podcast is done. The only thing I've had to drink is unsweetened tea and uh, water. Water. So I'm hitting it heavy right now. Oh, she's hammered. <laughs> I stopped drinking sweet tea 
I made that official. It's official. It is official. Are you used to unsweetened tea now? Yeah, I I like it. I've always enjoyed unsweetened tea. Oh. I don't think it needs sugar. Ugh, but some people, I I saw a status today on Facebook where someone made pukey faces and said that they accidentally took a drink of unsweetened tea because they're, they're like southern like it's like when a southern person takes a drink of unsweetened tea and it was like all these like puke emojis and stuff and i'm just like but you drink coffee oh <laughs> can you imagine i had a unsweetened tea that's today a, that's crazy i i didn't put seven pounds of sugar in my <laughs> glass of sweet tea like everyone seems to think that that's how sweet tea's made <laughs> I like your little accent there. <laughs> Sweet <laughs> tea's made. Uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely make uh, Southerners sound intelligent. <laughs> it's it's what a lot of people do when they want to attack say, people. When they want to make someone sound dumb, you do tend you to go, go straight to, to the South. You do tend to do a... Uh, well, <laughs> I should do some kind of Creole accent. Your mom did not remember that, did she? Yeah, she remembered it. Okay, I couldn't remember. Anyway, let's listen to the next song. This is Where Your Love Like Heaven. Total hippy dippy once again. I love it when he lays on the thick pronunciation because if you can do your own research, but it's true that a lot of people, if they have strong accents when they sing in English, they lose some of their accent. There's just something with singing that just doesn't like lean on what it does. I don't know, because you like draw your words out more, so you just like lose part of your accent. So sometimes... He doesn't say it's not super thick, but when he's like, a crimson, crimson and clover. <laughs> he did not do crimson and clover. Oh yeah. Wait, do you think oh, here, right here? Carmethine, yeah, Alizari, yeah. and crimson. Crimson. Do you think part of it could also be that they enjoyed American artists, and so they're kind of emulating? that sound yeah i don't know i think it but i i do definitely think there's a natural element to it that, that just i mean I, I watched there's some like it's something scientific just about the way that the mouth works and you usually tack accents on it like certain parts of the word i guess so if you're not able to finish it where you would technically put like your own accent or whatever on the way that you finish a word, it's going to be lost a little bit, which it makes sense. Yeah, it did make sense. All I have I wished for will be all our race proud and free. Where you love like heaven. The only what I think about when I hear this song, though, because I don't know of any like covers or anything, but there was a corn bug song. Where Bill Mosley said something about where your love like heaven. I don't remember like, that. Something like where your love like heaven. Like I think he may have said Donovan, but he, oh, he said where your love like heaven. Huh. And I, for some reason, always because my brain always wants to connect to something. Yeah. So yeah, when I hear this song, I I think of Bill Mosley in some form every time. But usually because I like the way that he looks mostly as Chop Top. That I think most of the time that I <laughs> I either picture him as I see him now, 
like in his Instagram posts and stuff, just like a man with gray hair, just Beard. like an older man. Yeah. He shaved recently. Really? Um, but yeah, still, I, I actually usually think of clean shaven face, but I don't oh. think of like young. What was the movie that he was in where he died in the cemetery in the beginning? We watched that on the podcast. What? The, the horror oh. movie where he dies in the beginning, he and some other girl, don't they we get... We didn't watch Night of the Living Dead remake, did we? I don't know. Maybe we didn't, but we and like maybe we've just watched it in in our lives, but we've definitely watched it. Yeah, I just he's, I, he's I don't into... I don't really think about young him like that. I think of like Otis or Chop Top. Oh, I love Chop Top. Yeah. <laughs> Radio station. <laughs> Go get her, you dog shit. You. <laughs> what is it? Leather face. You did in my plate. You, you dog, dog dick. dick. <laughs> dog will hunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, he's at the beginning of Night of Living Dead remake from the original. Night Living Dead, there's the it's the brother and the sister who are at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's the classic. The brother says, They're coming to get you, Barbara. Look, there's one right now. And he played that character. And I don't know if he did that line. I'm sure he did because it's They're almost a coming to get you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara. See? It's creepier when you put the rolled R. You hear that They're Latin coming. people? It's creepy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. That movie opens up. And it's such a strange way, but it's so perfect to like, it seems like movies always spend a lot of time like giving a reason why they're there or like they were there through serendipity or something like mm-hmm. they were supposed to be there. Yeah. But that movie just opens up literally like, no, these people were just in a cemetery visiting a relative's grave. Mm-hmm. And it just so happens to be at the same time the zombies are starting. So, mm-hmm. and then he's making fun of her like, oh, is it creeping you out? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, look, there's one right now. And then he points to a zombie. He doesn't know it's a zombie yet. And then the zombie comes and attacks him. And it's like, oh, fuck. Doesn't he get his head busted on a head, like a gravestone? Yeah, they pushes him over. And his, in the original one, it's just, you know, it's really, it's, I don't want to say it's lame, it's not but violent, it's just like, yeah. oh, in the remake, like you see his head like crack open. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought so. I thought it was more visual. God damn, I love those movies. All right, let's listen. Speaking of spooky, let's go on to the next song, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so weird. We're talking about Night of Living Dead. George Romero made a movie called Season of the Witch. Yeah, and I know that there was, <clears throat> there's a singer who I'm not into her, not into her style or anything, Lana Del Rey heard of her name she i guess re did a version of this for a movie kind of recently for it was either like a tv show or a horror movie or something like that and it kind of like helped to revitalize the song a little bit really but i i mean this version is all i really care about even though i do actually have a cover and it's not that one to play after it but i like this song it, it does i do have, too that it's strange. i like his voice on this yeah and I think it has like a spookiness to it that I like a lot. You got to pick up every stitch. You got to pick up every I have no facts about this. Other than I do know that Donovan wrote most of his, I think all of his songs, but I can't say that confidently. Seems like a songwriter. Mm-hmm. I think folk guys, because I consider him a folk artist, a psychedelic folk artist. He also has kind of like a dark side to him. Like, he is folksy and like, does like happy sounding stuff, but he does put like a gloomy, dark sound on things sometimes. I was going to say, like, 
folk artists were known for being the songwriter. Like, yeah, that's that's the whole point. Now they call those singer-songwriter types. Summer Cadogan over. His shoulder at me. And he's strange. He sounds emotionally raw in this. Sure is strange. Like he sounds scared yeah. or like. Well, it's the season Wounded. of the witch. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, he conveys it in his voice in a way that he doesn't. Like, I think I feel like his voice is more expressive in this, even than when he's like, ah, 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 and stuff like that. There's more emotion in this song than he usually gives. Yeah, you're right. I didn't notice that, but you're totally right. So it's a and it does kind of raw. Uh, and it does kind of jam out a little bit here. You don't get a lot of, like, you get more stuff like this in Donovan's songs. Yeah. So when it does break out into that little like heavier guitar With the part, actual drums, and it's oh, it's got that classic psychedelic rock drum sound where they're not over like mixed, they're not like, in the forefront of everything. They're literally just the backbeat, mm-hmm. like the snare. But it's so different than sound. this than this like this is like a happy tone, like with the drums is like. And then it just starts, it just builds, which I like. He it doesn't just jump into like spooky, like the, this transition part right here, this bridge. And unless that's technically the chorus, I would say this is the chorus. And it's so big and drums are not flashy. They're just there for the beat. I love it. I love this. Wow, the way that it comes back. The simplicity. Doing the stick, rim clicks, instead of hitting the actual snare. I think this song is so well written that it, it gets, it's emotionally all, like, all over the place, like with the way it picks up and slows down and sounds happy and sounds like scary at the same, like, I just think it's all over the place. This song is very interesting and well written. This song seems to be that it would be a scene in a movie where uh, it's like a junkie house and it's just like people falling asleep on the floor <laughs> got a needle hanging out of their arm <laughs> someone's dying of a heroin overdose yeah. or they go into a trip just as the big chorus yeah, hits yeah. that's when they like fall almost like get out style where they sink into the sunken place yeah, yeah. David Ruffin sitting in the corner <laughs> which should be called David, David Ruffin, Ruffin and the Temptations, temptations. <laughs> I'll we never need, let that we die. We need to do a special podcast on that whole movie. <laughs> uh, that'll be so long. Yes, that's why it's got to be a special episode. <laughs> if you guys can handle getting through this, we're going to watch this six-hour-long Temptation movie. and uh, <laughs> I've seen it more than ten times, so I'm down. I don't think that one's as long. This, I think the six-hour one is the Michael Mike the, the Jackson, Jackson 5 one. Yeah. That one's good. That one's good, too. It's got that really weird scene where Michael's like laying on the floor while his brothers have sex with people. Yeah, he had to like <laughs> pretend it wasn't happening, and yeah, because they all shared a room. Yeah, God, so many. So there's a lot of good media out there, you guys. See, there are <laughs> things we agree on. You know what? I wish we could review, but I, I don't think it's possible. Hmm. Books, even an audio book, like it would be so much to expect you to listen to a twenty hour long a audio book. Twenty hour long. Well, that's the ones that are good. <laughs> no, Sam, <laughs> I'm not reading. I am not listening to like Dark Tower series of books. Uh, well, I'm not even thinking of Dark Tower, but like 
Like any kind of book that I've listened to, they're all really long. Like <sighs> it was like 20 hours, I think. The the Dark Tower book I'm listening to right now is 28 hours long. I'm just saying if we review a book, it's going to need to take longer than a week probably because the amount of naps that I take are going to increase. <laughs> there's Even some, listening? There's some, probably not, but there's something about actually physically reading a book. Yeah, I don't want you to read it. That puts me out. It relaxes my brain. Like I cannot put myself in these like wonderlands like people can. Like I, I understand what's going on yeah. and stuff and like I get it, but I'm just not like, ooh, I can't wait to read what happens next. Like, oh my God, I got through the whole book. I spent the whole day reading a book. That, fuck that. No, I don't expect you to do that. I find audiobooks much easier to get through the story and much more interesting because if the reader is good, they put like different accents and different uh, f- styles of voice just in general. I've always wanted to listen to certain biographies or like autobiographies yeah. that people where they actually like will get like celebrities and things to like read. Yeah. And I think that that would make it more interesting, which yeah. has made me interested in the idea of listening to audiobooks before. But I, I just don't know if like the type of stories that you would be into are the same sort of things that would like really grab me. I think you would be more like Kent. You don't want fiction. Kent told me the other day in Kroger that he has trouble listening to fiction. If he's going to listen to something, I think that makes sense. He needs it to be like a biography or like uh-huh. something in that vein, nonfiction. I, think I, yeah, I guess that that just said it for me. Like, I think I would rather it be like a true story. Whereas I'm on book seven of the Dark Tower series with one more book to go and 24 more hours of the book I'm currently listening to. Mm-mm. No thanks. I'm loving it. I'm Fucking sure. loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I'm Justin. <laughs> Let's listen to Season of the Witch by a band called Strung Out. This is, I think, I barely listened to it, but it has like a punk sound to it. I'm already not a fan. (laughs) Season of the Witch. I said this on another podcast. I just don't like it when bands take songs like that and amp them up, man. Although I used to listen to a Me First and the Gimme Gimme's album. That's what they do. If I didn't know this was a cover, I'm enjoying it so far. So I guess I'm enjoying it. Well, it turned more punk as the song went on. I would never ever think this is Season of the Witch. I want to hear the chorus. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. No, it's not. I was lied to. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, we have to listen to a, just another random song called Season of the Witch. It's probably about the movie Season of the Witch. <laughs> <sighs> Fuck off. That was great. Fuck off. <laughs> what was that band called? Strung Out. Oh, I kind of liked the music. Let's listen to the next track. <laughs> Let's just move on. That was classic. That's that goes down in a couple of and critics' eat podcast my ass history. history. <laughs> this song made it to number seven on the U.S. Billboard charts. I don't know. This what song is, is Atlantis. Oh, okay. I have to turn this beginning up. 
So the beginning the of this of Atlantis was an island very thick Scottish accent. This is the song oh, I love it. This is the song that I was like, Ocean. "Oh, Donovan's Scottish, not British." <laughs> so great an area of land. I love his accent so much. Shores, but I I honestly have never liked the beginning of this, the south, but listening to it more the North I don't think it's as bad, but I I don't understand putting sand. it on I like the song. But the beginning, I don't understand this to whole spoken East word part. Africa. Let's listen for a second. So we can hear that accent. To the East Africa. Across a short strait of sea miles. Strait. Love it. The great Egyptian age is but a remnant of the Atlantean culture. <laughs> it's glorious. Yeah. I remember hearing this for the first time in preparation for this, and I was like, all what the, the fuck is going on? Yeah, you were confused. My first my thoughts literally went, what the fuck is going on? Oh, hey, Donovan's Scottish. <laughs> Knowing her fate, Atlantis sent out ships fate. to all corners of the earth. My son is mono from you, too. Don't do that to him. The physician, he made me very much money, much more than I magician, ever made. And the other so-called gods of our legends, though gods they were. Though gods they were. And as the elders of our time choose to remain Yeah, hey, I do love the accent. Let us rejoice and let us sing that, and Did we talk about this in private that in the new guaranteed nobody in, in any other countries are like, I just love the American Correct. accent, <laughs> while Americans are like, oh, I love your British accent. Guaranteed. You think they're like, yeah, whatever, hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, whatever, hillbilly. I think it's usually, it's people usually think of southern accents. I'm sure they're not often going to like a Bill Burr, Massachusetts, fucking accent or you know, New Jersey. Honestly, I think if another person from another country does like any American accent, it would probably be the Southern Bell accent, not like Southern hillbilly accent, but the Southern Bell, like, oh my word, General! Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I'm so fucked. I'm gonna go get my slave to do all this work for me. I got such a pretty voice. I can't damage it. I'm well, gonna get someone else to do it for me, sugar. Well, now, then, Jasper, won't you go get me a cup of iced tea? Make sure it's got a lot of sugar in it. You know how I hate when I accidentally grab the tea before it's been sweetened? <laughs> that was ridiculous. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I like a Southern Belle accent. It doesn't make me think of a hillbilly. Oh, gentlemen, because it actually, yeah. because it actually sounds like someone who's educated. Yeah. Versus, yeah. oh, hey there, master. I got three skin raccoons out in the grass right now. I thought you were just gonna say I have three types of skin. I got three types of skin. I got three coons in the grass right now. <laughs> oh my God, she meant raccoons. She I met, met raccoons. Maybe. <laughs> Not me. I'm talking about a dumb southern redneck. <laughs> Not a sweet southern belle. Wearing a bonnet. And oh pretty dress. God. Wearing a pretty southern dress in the, in the summertime. Hello, General. Did the, did the troops come back? Oh, welcome home. You want to put a baby in me? Because <laughs> that's the only reason I enjoy sex. 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 <laughs> I, I enjoy sex. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like uh, from oh, what's that movie called? Oh, it has oh a fucking freeway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So good. What was her name in that movie? Vanessa. Yeah. 
Vanessa Lutz. Vanessa Lutz. I ain't no trick, baby. Y'all fucked up. My dick may not function, but I've not lost my smile. This is, I think, the longest song. That just seems like a very floaty song. He doesn't make a lot of long songs. This one is about ready to end, but it's almost five minutes long. Yeah, that's long for Donovan. A lot of his songs are like two, three minute tracks. That's it. I'm going to let this roll into the next song if you're cool with that. I'm fine with that. This is the only... I think this is officially the only song that I can say that I... I don't hate it, but I don't really enjoy this song. I you would, would skip it if you could? I would... I've put most of these songs in playlists after going through this because I love... I just love Donovan. This song will never be in a playlist. But it won't also would never be in like my playlist where I have like the worst music I've ever heard. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't think it deserves to be in there. But this is to Susan on the West Coast waiting. That's lengthy. Susan on the West Coast waiting. Blah blah blah. Blah blah From Andy and Vietnam fighting. Yeah. You can tell that he's very close on the mic. It sounds like it was made on a child's keyboard. Yeah, I don't know what It's a really shitty sound. Just the music in this is horrible. I understand, like, he always was very anti-war, or is anti-war. So, like, I understand what he's... He always wrote about war and things like that. So, to Susan on the West Coast waiting from Andy in Vietnam fighting. So I mean, so much fun. There's always in Vietnam. So, but it's just so droney sounding, and like yeah. nothing is happening. I don't know yeah, why like, this is considered a greatest. He's hit. basically whisp- not whispering, but he's. And then that fucking. It does sound like a kid's toy. It's horrible sounding. Kind of like it. <laughs> Sounds Weird Al to me. Well, Weird Al would make it sound better. I, it, the problem I have with it is the vocals themselves because it's just so, so laid back and so like floaties, a, a word I'm coming up with. This is the worst out breathy, of all of this. It's very breathy. Mm-hmm. There's no like real struct. Not I can't say structure, but like there's no balls no, in this song. There's no uh, what's the word? <clears throat> substance to me. I mean maybe there's substance in the vocal. Uh, not in the vocals. I'm sorry, in the lyrics. But the actual oh, performance of the song. Rules. That little drum thing. From MDM. MGM. MDMA From Joe Rogan to MDMA He's a DMT man Joe Rogan Ari Shafir offends people (laughs) Bird is racist and Tom is fat But Bird is fatter, don't forget it Not according to that last weigh-in He's a cheater Goddamn cheer. All right. We only have two songs left. That song is just 
I don't understand why that would be on a greatest hits. I don't think that that represents the greatest of what Donovan has to offer. I can know, think of many other songs that he could have put on instead of that. Do you know that. if it charted? I didn't see anything about it. I'll look it up, see if it charted. I think it may have been a B-side to something. That it was just released as a B-side on a single, which, ugh, what a waste. <laughs> You're not a fan. I just feel like there are so many other songs that he's done that could have made it on, personally. Josie, I won't fail you. Well, it was on I the won't album fail you. Baraba Joggle. Oh, speaking of Baraba Joggle. Oh, yeah. That is the next song. So let's go ahead and play Baraba Joggle. This song fucking jams. Yes. I've always been a big fan of this song. One thing I think is interesting, this song is credited as Donovan and the Jeff Beck group. Oh, really? Because they are doing the instrumental backing. It's a grooving song. Mm -hmm. And I guess that uh, it was originally called Goo Goo Barabajoggle, and it was inspired by uh, I Am the Walrus by the Beatles. So they're like, Goo Goo Gajoob. So he kind of like worked it into his own thing. Gotcha. So Baraba Joggle. Huh. I like the drums on this song. I do too. It's like hi-hat sound. This song is so... It's groovy in a way that like still sounds like hippie, but it almost... I don't know. It has a little more of like a progressive-y sound or something. Not progressive, but like... I think that it has... Rock and roll. It's the Jeff Beck group sound that you can like hear makes it different than some of his other things. And I think the percussion may be a big influence because Jeff Beck specifically is known for like guitar playing. There's no like heavy guitar in this. No. There is like really good drumming. Yeah. I think the drumming is the strongest. Multicolor run down all over your body. That part rules. The background. Yeah. Love is hot. Truth is mountains. And sometimes there's a mountain. Truth is sometimes there. there's. Truth is gone and then it's back. Yeah. <laughs> I like this song a lot. Yeah, it's a jammer. It also sounds like a group song. It sounds like there are a lot of different, there are different singers, different instruments going. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot going on, and it just sounds like a, a group of people having a good time to me. Just love, people jamming. Love those hot hat opens. Mm-hmm. It's like a time when drummers understood how to make it interesting without being over the top. Mm-hmm. By not by either not being too simple or just yeah, where uh, such a good groove. Where speed timing didn't, speed didn't dictate your skill. The skill was based off of does it fucking jam. And does it fit where it needs to? Because you still are the backbone of the fucking song. And I'm a guy who 
I enjoy a man who I'm not saying you're not talented if you're very fast, but nowadays it does no. seem to take over that if you're fast, you're great, which mm-hmm. does not mean that. If you're it's fast like quality over quantity and, and I don't agree. Yeah, if you're fast and you can still jam your ass off, like in a true like songwriting jammy way, yeah. then you're the ultimate. <clears throat> like I saw this kid in a death metal band. In a, I looked him up afterwards, and he was actually a jazz drummer, and he just joined this death metal band to expand his arsenal of what he could do on the drums. And this kid, you know what match grip stick is for drumming? I'm sure you've seen it. It's when they hold the stick sideways on the left hand. Yeah. He was playing like blast beats and shit with that grip. And it was just, and then he'd do all like these really cool fills. Like he was doing blast beats and you no know, double pedal and stuff. But then he'd do these fills that were like very jazzy. So it'd be like, instead of just going, like Buddy Rich. Yeah, Buddy Rich is the shit. He had such tremendous groove and style. And he was fast. And and he was fast, but it wasn't like just re- repetitive fast. Yeah, it wasn't, that like... wasn't dictating his skill. It mm-hmm. was, here's a little spice every once in a while. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm just going to jam. Mm. And I know I'm, it sounds like I'm talking shit because I do love death metal drummers, but I think we are in the metal world. We're getting lost in a mm-hmm. only speed dictates talent. Yeah. And that's not true. Yeah. Because a lot of fills and I'm victim of this too, which is why I've told myself for 15 years now, I should learn jazz drumming where it's like my fills are basically only 16 notes going so you need to clean up those Phil Collins it's so much more interesting when you put like interesting rhythms in it and that song has those interesting rhythms and it just makes me so happy and happy when people do that yeah anyway that was no I agree because I'm I'm a big fan of of you know funky drums and it's funny that you are much more specific when it comes to things because you know more about people and i'm gonna i'm gonna throw out a name as i have of someone who i can think of and it's buddy rich like the most fucking like iconic (laughs) drummer wasn't he he's one of them yeah people idolize that dude yeah and i think he deserves it but it's just funny that you you just know way more and i'm just like buddy rich <laughs> like, <laughs> like i'm picking from the top of the pile <laughs> i think it's buddy rich that has the stories of never practiced by the end of his career he was just good enough that he didn't really have to practice he, just he had made so it much look skill. flawless and i think he was also the guy that if he heard you play a wrong note i think this was him he would fire you on stage during the show like if you played a wrong one wrong note He'd be the like, pressure. you, you're done, off, like mid-show, and just embarrass you, <laughs> which I think is a little far. You After the show, That's you really can do what far. you want. That's really far. But, yeah. <laughs> That's shitty. All right, we have one more song. You know, I got to say this, but I bet no one was ballsy enough to be like, well, you fucked up that 30-second note pattern, and he'd be like, I was on purpose. I'm Buddy Rich. Get the fuck off my stage. <laughs> Probably. (laughs) All right. We have one more song. This is a song based off of the Jungle Book story. Ah, yes. Ricky Tikki Tavi. So, Ricky Tikki Tavi was in the Jungle Book? Is he in the movie? It's in the story. 
in the book. I don't oh, think it was in the movie. So was the movie just like one story out of the book? I, I assume so. Okay. I don't remember Ricky Tikki Tavi. I knew the Ricky Tikki Tavi story separately. There was yeah, there was a story separately, but not like connected with the Jungle Book in the Jungle Book movie. Okay. I had a movie. It was a VHS tape that was the Ricky Tikki Tavi story. And yeah. I watched it all the time. I wish I could find it. There's two movies that I always think of. One's Santa Claus Town, which is really creepy, and the Ricky Tiki Tabby thing, which I watch all the time. I love his verbiage and the way he structures this. And I love the lyrics. When I was a young man, I was led to believe there were organizations to kill my snakes for me. I eat the church. I eat the government. I eat school. But when, when I got a little older, I learned I had to kill a myself. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. That and part's that's so cool. It's, it's, it sounds so good, but it's also true. Like, you grow up thinking that you're going to have these, like, cushions, and then you're an adult, and it's like, oh, wait, I got to do this shit myself. I thought I was going to have all these things to lean on, but no, like, you got to you gotta put that fire under your own ass and move, bitch. Get out Ricky Tiki Tabby's way. That mongoose is gone. Yeah, that song's a jammer. We did this live one time, but I don't—I didn't think it worked. But I—I I don't know. I would be interested in revisiting Try it. Again. I always liked it when you did the. I eat church. I eat government. <laughs> What's going on over there, Ricky Tiki Tavi? I was doing a little research to see if Buddy Rich was the guy who fired people on stage. <laughs> Is it true, or are you not there yet? It's it's a, it's a debated. Sometimes he would just fire him for like the rest of that performance. To just make him feel good. bad and call him out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. What a dick. <laughs> I'm going to humiliate you so you never fuck that up again. Probably worked. On the number 12 bus. And that's it. We're finished. No more Donovan's Greatest Hits. Just kidding. We are actually to the point of the podcast where it's time to go over some motherfucking questions. Go. I'm just mad about questions. And questions are mad about me. I got lots of questions to answer, so you better let me go pee. I thought you were gonna say that I should ask you. Then you should ask me questions. Uh, you should ask me questions. <laughs> ask questions. I learned that right in the break. <laughs> really? When I was making pee? Yep. When you were making mellow yellow. <laughs> I was making mellow. I didn't let it mellow. I don't do that. I think oh, you should. I think you should flush everything. Doesn't that end up staining your toilet? Like anytime I see uh-huh. people's toilet, you can see like the perfect ring of stain right <laughs> where the water is. I'm like, oh, you let your pee sit here. It's because it's not just water. Yeah, it's piss that's it's sitting in piss. there. That's why I never get a ring. I never let our toilet get a ring. 
You know what? I'll give you the seven cents if I can flush the toilet. Here you go. (laughs) Disgusting. So why did I choose this? This has been on my list for since the beginning. Uh, I love Donovan. I think his songs are fucking groovy and I've been into him for my, I don't know, I'd say entire adult life. Ever since I've known you, or not known you, but ever since we started hanging out and yeah. dating and stuff, it fucking, uh, <laughs> you've listened to Donovan. Yeah. I know a lot of these songs because of you. There's maybe two that I had heard before, mm-hmm. uh, maybe three. I th- I know I've heard Season of the Witch. I know I've heard Mellow Yellow and Hurdy Gurdy Man. Other than that, all the rest of them are completely you. Oh, and they, cool. And a lot of these songs make me think of you. Like uh, the whole time I was listening to this album, I was like, Michelle, 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 which doesn't necessarily happen with all the other albums. Like mm-hmm. this just has a history for me connected to you. Yeah. So if we ever break up and I hear Donovan's song again, I'm going to be like, ah, that fucking bitch. I want to kill Michelle. Okay. I have a feeling if we ever break up, it's going to be me who's going to be the one like, I miss her. And it's going to be like you, like that fucking asshole. I mean, that's what I would like to think. But when it comes down to it, my biggest fear is you're just going to be like, because I dream about it all the time is Michelle, I'm, I'm just not attracted to your fat piece of shit self anymore. And then it's, it's done. And I always have a new lady. You always have a new lady because you've always had a lady. You've never really been single. No, not very long. You've always got bitches up on that dick. <laughs> okay, which is not true. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> what do you? What did you think? Oh wait, no, this is for me. What do I think you thought when I gave it to you? Uh, I think you can go back to the end of the last episode and figure it out. But I'm gonna go ahead and say, easy peasy. Sam, what was your judgment prior to listening to it? Easy peasy. Do you know how many times you listened to this? Probably about seven. Okay. I would say I'm, uh, that's the number I would have used. Because I listened to it again today, which I believe put me at seven. I think so, the yeah. last time I listened to it was when we were heading to Columbus. Okay. So, there you go. Now, I am supposed to guess what I think your least favorite song okay. is. And um, I'm going to go with this one. I I changed my picks for both of these. Um for the least and most for you, but the most I still kind of lean towards something that I picked in the beginning. Okay. Least favorite was a total fucking guess that I just guessed a little bit ago. And by the way, the ones that I hadn't listened to, the two that were those not don't on the count, do not count. Yeah, those were omitted, so we have to omit them because I didn't realize until a few hours before we recorded this that that was the case. Um, my guess for you is Atlantis, and that's the one where he speaks in the beginning, and you get that thick yeah. Scottish accent, um, and then some singing. What What is your least favorite song? My least favorite is not Atlantis. Okay. What was your second guess? What was your original? My original guess was to Susan on the West Coast Waiting. You would have been correct on that. Uh, that's That song is just boring as fuck to me. I don't like the vocal tone. The music is the worst to me. And the thing that is the only two redeeming things on this song at all, or one that you've complained about, is that weird childlike thing. 
that weird childlike keyboard. Oh yeah, it is. I don't like it. I like that tone. <laughs> and two, like the last few times I listened to it, that drum fill that's barely there, but that guy on like the bongos or whatever is like, and I like that. But other than that, I'm out. So, what do you think my least favorite song is? I think your least favorite song is also To Susan on the West Coast Waiting. I would have to say that my least favorite song is probably To Susan on the West Coast Waiting. <laughs> wow, that was perfect. I, I stopped it just <laughs> before so I could do that. So, yeah, I, I'm i not a fan. And I originally put it because it was my least favorite. And I was like, there's no way he can like this because you haven't complained about this song to me like I have complained about it to you. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I just initially felt that it would be your least favorite because it should be. But yeah. it, it was like the only song that I was like, "Can this please stop? Mm-hmm. Can this just end?" I felt like that too. Yeah. Um, my guess for what your most favorite song is, um, I'm gonna go with "Season of the Witch." That's your your guess for my favorite song. Yeah, my guess for your favorite song is "Season of the Witch." I do like that song, but it is not my favorite song in this ah, album. That wasn't my original choice. What was your original choice? Ricky Tiki Tavi. Well, you should have gone original choices on both of them because <laughs> Ricky Tiki Tavi is definitely my favorite that's song insane. on here. <laughs> I second guess myself on both and scribbled them out and chose wrong answers. I like everything about the song. The drums are perfect. I love the Ricky Tiki. This part. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, this part rules. When I was a young man, I was led to believe there were organizations to kill my snakes for me. And this song is the one that reminds me of you the most. So there might be an emotional connection connection to it as well. Yeah. But it's just the best groove to me the whole time. It's the one that's most in the vein of like, I don't want to say classic rock or mm-hmm. anything like that, but like this, this is for me. Okay. It's a great song. And I like the Ricky Tiki Tavi story. Even though I don't know what it is anymore. I just remember there was snakes and a mongoose. But I remember I watched the shit out of this tape when I was younger. So I mean, I remember knowing of Ricky Tiki Tavi as a kid. I didn't know about it from this Donovan song. Yeah. But I feel like I lost whatever like knowledge of Ricky Tiki Tavi that I had. And, and was like main re- story re- Yeah, and was like just reintroduced to the concept of his existence through this song. Is it? Was it? Cobras or something trying to get into a house to fuck people up. I don't and the know. The mongoose, like he was protecting something, protecting the house or something. Like was that. it that, or was he protecting like eggs or something? Maybe it was eggs, or as my the same relative I spoke of this whole time mm-hmm. says, eggs. You want an egg sandwich? Why would anyone say that, Donnie? Egg. It's 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 the, f- the Eisert slang. Oh, so it's not like something he's doing on purpose. No, he knows the word is egg, but there was a sandwich. So yeah, he is doing it on purpose. Y- yeah, he's doing it on he's purpose, but he ag. knows it's not right. There was I can't remember if it was a sandwich or just a way somebody made an egg, but it was called a Donny egg. You'd be like, oh, you want a Donny egg? It sounds overcooked, <laughs> and like there's probably some beer that was accidentally. <laughs> dribbled into it between sips of a beer while he was making the eggs. I got to ask Bob what a Donnie egg is because I can't remember. Well, it sounds like your Uncle Donnie made it. I which think is it was why based I, off of him. Which is why I assume there was beer, beer involved. involved. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you think ah, this was so hard. my most favorite song is? I, I feel like this should be easy, but that's because it's coming for me and I know. 
because it's oh i can't say why but i I feel like you should know this i'm surprised i have two struggling and i'm i'll tell you my backup i'm gonna say that the first one is there is a mountain that's the one that you do believe that's what i'm going with okay that's incorrect ricky ticky taffy that's incorrect okay then i don't know my favorite and this is why i thought that you would know because i feel like this is the song that i played the most around you Barabba Joggle, baby. Ah! Barabba Joggle. I feel like an idiot now. Yeah, this song rules. Yeah, I love this song. It's got such a good groove. And the fact that in this arrangement, it's Barabba Joggle and then Ricky Ticky Tavi. It's it's good to have these two like super upbeat, groovy songs back to back with neat drums. Yeah, this it's a lively ass song. Love Makes Barabba Joggle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just like that nonsense. Goo, 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 Barabba Joggle. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying Barabba Joggle. I don't Barabba know why. Joggle. Barabba Joggle. Barabbas. That was the Jesus guy. All right. So how old was I when I first started listening to this? A young adult. I was an adult. I would have been probably about 19. Jesus. What's up, dude? You all right? You got everyone's attention. <laughs> Jesus. The millions who listen to this podcast are listening to you. He meows pretty regularly in the background of our podcast. You can almost always hear somewhere in there. Um, uh, so how did I originally feel about it? I've always loved Donovan. He immediately just appealed to a piece of me that I didn't know that I needed and wanted the whole time. Oh, yeah, you're going to get some vocals because you're holding him and he's not happy about being held ever. Hey, you want to talk to people? Are you Oliver? microphone shy? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> that, was, that was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you, Oliver. <laughs> Poor boy. He hasn't eaten much in the last he's, two days. He's got to go to the doctor. I have to make a vet appointment in the morning. Little son of a bitch. Um, would I recommend this album today? Yeah, I would. To most everyone. Uh, I have no shame and putting this up on the podcast, there's no fear like there was with like Justin Timberlake or other things in the past, Mariah Carey, whatever. Um, I'm all about this. I think it's representative of who I was in my early 20s when I was wearing a lot of like hippie skirts and smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not changed. Um, <laughs> would I choose, would you choose to listen to this again? You did kind of answer that earlier, but go ahead and. I don't think I would ever put it on myself, but if you put it like on, I would be happy. Yeah. I I would have no, I would not, I would have no qualms. I would, I would not, I would jam too. It wouldn't just be Mm -hmm. Michelle's listening to what she likes. It's, it would be like, (laughs) and I would 100% skip over to Susan on the West coast waiting. You mean not to it. You're going to skip that song. Oh yeah. I wouldn't skip to it. We're going to not listen to any song, but but that song song. on repeat. Okay. So, uh, we're done. It's time to figure out what's next. Sam, what is next? Well, I know what's next and I have it right here. Ooh, your penis. (laughs) We going to review your penis. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Let's not do that. (laughs) I like it more than you do. I don't need to kill myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next album we are listening to, I feel like I'm finally giving you something easy. Jimi Hendrix, Axis, Bold as Love. 
That's a good one. Yeah. I guess if I'm going to take a note out of Sam's book, I'm going to go ahead and say that I think this week might be a little easy peasy. Yeah, let you have it. <laughs> That's my... Give it to me, babe. Slogan? Tagline? Motto? It's your saying. We're going to get out of here. Let's, let's just get out of here. Everyone, right. thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, check out our other episodes. Rate us, review us, let us know what you think. Yeah. Check us out on Facebook, Couple of Critics Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. We have a YouTube page, YouTube. Couple of Critics Podcast. We review things and we talk about it and we make jokes and we yeah. shit on things. We're doing music videos. We're starting to get into food items. Yeah. We're going, we're running the gamut. We've got stuff happening, so uh, pay attention to us. Please, we need Please, you. I need your attention. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.